Another episode of The Way Home. Once again, I am your host and MC. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Uh, anyway, I'm your dude for the next 20 to 30 minutes as I drive to my in-law's house to collect some cash. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's payday. It's Friday. And I was just told about something. I was just told that there's a little saying in the in the workman's field. I'm learning a lot of... Oh, first off... I'm learning a lot of stuff. Not like skills, like yeah, of course I'm learning skills and stuff, but like I'm learning a lot of interesting things, some tools of the trade, of the trade, if you will. Yeah, you like what I did there. So, um, learned a lot of different sayings and stuff, different names, some slang terms or slang things. Uh, and, you know, I it's weird sometimes. Some of them I really don't want to talk about. Uh, but there's some weird names for weird shit. Like, if you got a pile of scrap, some people call it Mongo. I have no idea what it's for. I don't know what it means. They just call it Mongo. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't make that rule up. And I don't know if... I don't know if this is like a one-person thing. There's other people who work in construction. If you do, do you call it stuff Mongo? Like, do you? I don't know. Help me out. Answer me. Hit me back. You know where I am. At Twitter. At Agitated Stove. Let's get to uh, some conversations. Yesterday was the big day. The And when I say the big day, I mean, like, probably one of the biggest movie franchises in the history of today. Because who knows what's going to happen 20 years. We have Endgame finally coming out. Uh, there's spoilers all over the place. I am trying to do my best to make sure that I am only visiting websites that I know that will not have spoilers. I am going to put Kotaku on blast. I'm surprised that we have not had 30 articles about the colors of some people's outfits for the movie. I'm, like, really surprised by that. Because Kotaku is the first group of people. Um, sometimes Polygon. But they're the first website to come out. And they're going to do, like, 30 articles on one movie. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not slamming them. I'm not slamming games journalism. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not going to do that. I am going to be like, yo, why do you need 30 articles to say the same thing? Even so, they do have other articles where they'll post two articles. One will be about point A. The other one will be the opposing point in that. Uh, For example, Borderlands 3 came out. uh, They released a trailer. Uh, Kotaku said, hey, it looks really good. And then, like, 20 minutes later, they're like, hey, it looks really bad. And I'm like, there's a part of me that's kind of like, okay, so which side are you guys actually on? Like, if you're going to be both sides... Why not just make one article, you know? And on top of that, the premise of the article was that Borderlands 3 does not look as good as Borderlands 2. Now, we're saying this years after the fact. Also, no one's played Borderlands 3 yet. How do you know that? How do you know it doesn't look good? Like, how, how do you know everything about the game to make an assumption before the game even comes out? Like, I can say that's not really constructive criticism... That's not really an article worth writing, personally. If I was supposed to write something about Borderlands 3, this is a situation where I feel like you kind of only are supposed to write about the facts, like the things you've seen and the things you know about it. I don't think you're supposed to really throw in anything else into the mix. And why do I say that? Because, like, 
games journalism as a whole has a really big emphasis and a really big control over how people react. Uh, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of people out there who will read a headline, not the article, and just kind of, you know, lose their shit. Uh, We've seen this in regular news. It goes double for games because for some reason, people who like games and gamers and gaming fans, uh, they're for some reason much easier to rile up. I talked yesterday about how they don't give a shit about the 100-hour work week for some employees who work on these really awesome games, but they'll, uh, you know, they'll be up in arms about other things, but when it comes to being on a moral standpoint, they won't do it. They won't stand up and say, hey, that's wrong. They just want their fucking games. That's a problem. That's a problem that we're facing these days, you, you know, with, uh, when it comes to, I guess, moral ambiguity, <laughs> uh, moral stance. I'm not even going to say that ambiguity. Did I say it correct? I don't know. There's some words I cannot say. Linoleum was one of them for a very long time. Life helped me out through that one. I feel I feel stupid when I can't say a word. But then again, like these some some of these words aren't always said by me. I don't really say a lot of things. The last time I said linoleum, besides like right now, was to be like, hey, that thing is linoleum, and I never used it before that. So whatever. Yeah. Back to the games. Back to the games. Stay on target. So yeah, I um, yeah. So like, people are kind of going off the deep end about games before they come out. And yes, I do kind of feel that maybe... It's 50-50 for me, man. I, I gotta look at both sides of the situation. I gotta look at both sides of the coin. Because you could look at a game and be like, hey, that looks really cool. I can't wait till it comes out. Maybe I'll pre-order it. Or you can be like, mm, I don't know. I'll wait till you hear more about it. There's really not really like an in-between. It's either you're gonna buy it on day one or you're not. Uh, it's either you're gonna look at reviews and make... Uh, an educated opinion about the purchase or you're not. It's one way or the other. Uh, It's also a proven fact that people will buy a game or buy something or do something once someone else has done it. So there's a a wide range of people who will go out. They will buy the first iPhone. They will wait online. They will be the first people. Those people do that for themselves. They are the people that go out they buy these things because they want to feel good about themselves. This is what they do. There's other people who will do it, you know, do said thing, buy said phone, buy said game after someone else gives them an opinion about it. That's because they're not interested in being number one. You know, that's that's just how it goes. And that's okay. That is totally okay. You don't have to be this guy who buys everything on day one. Because not everything's worth having on day one. Let's be honest here. Not everything's worth having day one. Um, I also don't have water with me, so please beg my pardon. Uh, and also, there's going to be a break in between. I, you know, when I go take care of some things. So, yeah. With, with the situation is you have now sometimes the situation's wrong or it's different or, or whatever. Um, Anthem is like the biggest example I can think of in my mind right now. Um, Anthem. Because that game looked very promising. It looked really cool. The trailer looked awesome at E3 when we saw it, like, 2017. All around, like, pretty impressive ideas and concepts. And apparently that the game won awards at E3 for most anticipated game. Uh, and then, you know, flash forward two years later, and the game sucks. It's, it's bad. And we have an article by Kotaku, which is actually, in, opposed to, like, the Borderlands ones, is actually really well written. 
I mentioned that earlier. It's a very well-written article, and I really like it. Uh, I, I think we need more articles like that, you know, more, more exposés. But we, uh, we don't have that. <laughs> um, and it's kind of weird just to kind of think of this whole big, grandiose opinion about a game that we know literally nothing of. For example, another one I'll hit you with is that, and yeah, I'm going to, it has to do with Anthem, because why not talk about it? I feel like more people talk about Anthem than, than actually play it. Uh, but yeah, so Anthem, they're on, once Anthem came out, now I was a part of a group called the Nerd Adventures Guild, which was essentially me and a friend of mine. Uh, I did a lot of work for it. My friend had life happen and it fell apart. Whatever. Now, we did, I did a video about why uh, people sucking up and trying to get into positions of power through different means, such as creating podcasts and, you know, just doing whatever it is that they could do to get recognized, to get fame, to get something like that, uh, to be the go-to person. Uh, you see this a lot with uh, people on, like, YouTube, like, My Name is Bife. Uh, he's a big lore person for Destiny. He was going to do other games, but it seems that, like Destiny is kind of like the hit with him. Uh, so these guys came out, and they have a podcast. They had a, uh, an Anthem-themed podcast, and it came out, and I did not listen to it. I didn't listen to it because it came out, like, the week of E3. Maybe a little bit after. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but it came out around E3 time. And at first, I was like, why? Why, why do this? Why have this? And the clear and easy reason of why is because these people want to be recognized for something. That's why people do it. Um, and the weird part is that they kept on releasing episodes without any knowledge of the game. Nothing. We know nothing about the game. Yet they continually released content, and I use those quotes lightly or heavily. They created these, like, they just made this podcast. And lo and behold, the game sucks, and now the podcast isn't around anymore. So there's, like, two years of shit that it went to nothing. It went to nothing. That's why I don't like podcasts about certain things. Like, if you're going to have a podcast about a game, why do that? Why be a podcast? And what do you have to talk about? The game's not even out. How can you come up with two years worth of content? You're just making shit up. Like, I don't, I don't know how else... It's like you're dragging and beating a dead horse. You gotta be saying the same thing constantly. You gotta be driving people fucking crazy with that shit. Because there's no way I can listen to, to the... I can't listen to nothing for two years. I couldn't do it. I don't know who else can, but I could not do it. So, the, uh, that happened. We had nothing for two years. And, and that, that shit just kind of it happens pretty constantly. People want to be recognized. People want to be like the go-to person... People want to be fam- people want to have an audience. P- people want an audience. That's what it is. Everyone's working. Everyone has an Instagram. Everyone has a Snapchat because you want a fucking audience. You want people to give a shit about the things you do. And that's what it is. Some people just want to get paid for it. And there's no problem with it. You know what? If some company came up to me right now, if Wizards of the Coast came up to me and said, "Steve, we want you to work with us for a D&D project." Uh, we think Copper Piece is great. We want to see it do more. Uh, let's let's get together and do something. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. If I can make my life about D&D or 
something that I love, I'd fucking do it. And do you know what? I would never complain about it. Yeah, I know. I I'm, I said it. I you know you you're probably thinking yeah right, but if every day I got to wake up and work for a company like I love like Wizards of the Coast, and was able to come up with D and D stuff and ideas and let my creative freedoms like fly, man, I would love nothing more than to do that very thing. That's what I would do. I would love it. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to complain about it. Like I gotta say. Um, and it's like a dream job, man. Like, people work very hard to get to that point of in their life. And I, I want to be that person. I want to get to a point in my life that I'm really happy with. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm kind of happy doing this stuff. But, like, if I got my dream job, that's my dream job, man. Like, you can't take that away from me, you know? Yeah, I'll fantasize about it a lot. But it's, it's something I stand by. It's something that, like, I feel... I don't, I don't want to say it identifies me. But I identify with it, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. And I'm, I'm a big fan of D&D, man. And you know what? I've been DMing for a long time, and I'm finally back at it as a player. I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, I'm excited about a lot of things when it comes to uh, nerd culture. But this weekend's going to be nuts, man. I know I talked about it briefly. Tomorrow I'm seeing Endgame. And then uh, Sunday we got Game of Thrones. And... It's going to be heated episodes, man. I waited a long time for this day. Tonight, I actually, we go record another episode of of, uh, our podcast, Copper Peace. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. We're everywhere, just like this podcast is. Find it everywhere. So after, uh, so tonight we got some more Horde of the Dragon Queen we're doing, which is uh, going to be our third season. Not third year, but third season. Our first season was uh, Curse of Strahd, which was a year long. That was a year long of recording. Some lost because at the time, we used Audacity, which proved to be uh, a failure of a, of a program. It's free, and yeah, probably shouldn't be using it. So we moved on to Reaper. And Reaper is great. A couple of friends of mine stepped in. Uh, Matt W., I don't want to say your last name... But you were a big help in like trying to find me some good things to use and, and talked about Reaper. He also helped me with a couple of things when it came to my YouTube stuff, which I'm, I haven't really been doing because uh, my life's crazy. My life's crazy at the moment, man. Like this job I'm working from 6 o'clock till usually around 3, 4 o'clock most of the time. Sometimes a little later, sometimes not. Uh, and that's what I do every day if I don't have a day off. Then... After that, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I got D&D. We got Dungeons and Dragons going on those three days. Monday's group, great people. Wednesday, I just started playing with a group. Uh, same kind of people. We were doing something else. We are doing uh, the uh, Mountain of the Mad Mage. I think that's what it is. I'm not too sure. I know it's fairly new. Uh, then we got... Uh, yeah, Friday we got Copper Bees, which we're learning Horde of the Dragon Queen. My Monday group is a uh, very much. It's uh, what can I say? My Monday group is is a homebrew campaign that I based around the players. I did a lot of really cool stuff. And then another thing I'm thinking about too is doing my D and D streams as a DM. A lot of people have been asking me about it. A lot of people have been getting in contact with me about DMing and you know how do I do it. So I'm going to tell people how I do it. Let's, let's do a weekly thing where I sit down, I talk to a bunch of people. We have, one, we have not a one-on-one because it's not going to be that, but I'm going to do a little presentation and then we'll have a conversation about D&D. 
about what to do, how you deal with certain things, and maybe different elements about characters or, or something like that. I like to help people. We need more DMs in this world. We need more dungeon masters. We need more game masters because there's not enough out there. Uh, it's a dying breed. D and D and tabletop games are more like uh, impactful or popular than they ever have been. Your parents have probably gotten beaten up in school for liking these things, and now, now Avengers is like the number one movie. Game of Thrones is fucking killing it. And now people are playing D and D because like they're watching this stuff. They wanna, they wanna feel, like, invested in it, I guess, or they want to use their imagination, which is amazing. I love this stuff, and people are doing so many cool different things to get people into it. Uh, I, I was just reading a little blurb online about how someone was having had a D and D group, and one person wanted to play, but they didn't know English. Uh, they only knew Spanish, so someone translated for him. And he made uh, all the Elvish language, because they were an elf, all Elvish language be Spanish. So that way the other players didn't know exactly what was happening. And I thought that was cool. That was really neat. That's a great way of, like, getting someone invested into it, getting someone who, like, getting past the language barrier. It's something really cool. That's really ingenious. And, uh, you know, I, I think about that a lot. I think about the cool stuff like that. Uh, d has let me... Uh, has let me. Yeah, I've met some very interesting people because of D and D. That I will. That's what I've been trying to say. I've met a lot of cool, interesting people because of it. Um, I, I'm part of Long Island Tabletop Expo now, which is nuts. When when I think about it, like how did I become involved so deep into something like this? Um, and I realize that's because I'm a normal human being. Like, and I I don't give. I kind of suffer from. I'm not saying normal human being as, like, a bad thing. I'm saying I, I very much suffer from, like, this uh, imposter syndrome thing where I feel like I am not the right person. That's what it is. Imposter syndrome is, like, when you feel like you don't belong and you feel like someone's going to find out and you're going to get in a shitload of trouble. That's what it is. And I kind of feel like that. I know a lot of other people fit that at their jobs. And, you know, first things first, man, if you're feeling like that at your job and at your life somehow, sorry, I got paper bag here uh don't worry about it you know i know you hear that a lot don't worry about it but listen you've been killing it okay maybe you're a little stagnant but you know what things will blow over you're not useless stop thinking that because you're not you know everyone around you is not going to think that unless you're literally like you don't do anything and if you're a person that doesn't do anything uh i'm just guessing you're kind of depressed and you know what things will get better i guess you know I don't want to say I guess. It, it will get better. It's gotten better for me, and I was pretty deep in it for a little while. Uh, I, I I hit it. Like, depression hits me every so often pretty bad, where I just stop caring, you know? Uh, a couple of things happen, and... Oh, that guy almost spun out. Um, you know, depression hits me pretty often. The not. Um, it's one of the reasons why I stopped doing this podcast for a while, uh, only, only till recently when my drive has become a little bit longer, long enough for me to give at least 20, 30 minutes, uh, have I not been doing this? So does that. But it does get better. It's just putting yourself in a good place. And I, I had a lot of stress from my current job. And then once I kind of aired out what I had, things got better. That's, and that's the thing. You, you gotta, you gotta take the steps 
if you want to get better, man, you got to take the steps to do it. And I know it's hard and it kind of sucks and you really don't want to, but you got to. Because if you don't do it, no one else is. And that's that's a thing. <laughs> that's not the thing. Um, okay, so guys, I'm going to take a short, short break because I got to go collect some cash. Um, and then I'm going to go. Uh, and, I'll, and I'm sorry, I'm going to be right back. All right, I'll see you guys in a moment. All right, I'm back really quick. Sorry, guys. Um, I had to go get some money, like I said before, because working, working my ass off this week, this is it's a crazy week. Um, yeah, uh, okay, so it's kind of cold in here now. I got to turn up the heat a little bit. Um, I don't know what to say. It's a weird day, man. It's a weird day on L.I. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> man, I don't know what to think that's going to happen this weekend. I'm really, oh, excuse me. I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous. It doesn't seem like that, but I am nervous about, first of all, Endgame. I don't know what's going on. You can go. Thank you, though. Uh, yeah. So, oh, my God. You got a ton of shit in the back of your car, lady. I don't know. Like, uh, you got a bunch of moss or something on the back of your car. Okay, guys. I'm sorry. This is a podcast I, to- I do when I'm driving. So, of course, I'm going to comment on this person's car. She's got the New York old school plates, but she's got some sort of tree moss standard bullshit all over the back of her car all over how can you see me besides looking through your your rear views man like no you gotta fix that you gotta go somewhere get that shit motherfucking fixed anyway anyway um yeah so i'm nervous about this weekend man i like i've been nervous all week i'm gonna be honest with you all week i've been having some uh some some really nervous dreams and stress dreams and like i really shouldn't because this is a this is a fucking movie guys it's a movie it's not like a thing like it's not something i should really be worried about like first of all it's endgame it's gonna be good and even though certain characters are probably gonna die and at this point if you're listening and you've seen the movie you probably know um but like that's some bad shit that's going on some really bad shit so like in in the movie so, like, I gotta, I don't know, I'm having such anxiety about it. I have anxiety about this for no reason. There's no reason to have it. But I am. Um, other note, Game of Thrones, same kind of a thing. Really nervous, really anxious. I'm having some uh, you know, heart palpitations, just thinking about the characters that I want to be alive. Uh, which is a lot of them. I still want all my characters to be alive. I really want the Viper to come back from the dead. That'll be cool. Never going to happen. But the Viper is one of my favorite characters, man. Martell was just... He was the shit. Fought, uh, well, he was fighting the mountain, and then he got crushed. I remember the night my wife and I were sitting down. We were watching that episode. That shit happened. First of all, I cheered when he calmed down. They started getting all, like, uppity. And then that whole thing happened with the fucking eye crushing. And, dude, holy shit. Man, did I fucking yell like horrified and you know what's really cool um yeah that was an awful scene but i my brothers have been coming over we've been all watching it together every sunday uh and it, it's kind of sad that it's ne- we're finally now doing this last time we like last year we did it too but a year before that you know and before the all the years before we never really did that which is kind of you know but i'm glad we're doing it now it's it's really cool um that's one thing second thing is that uh 
you know, with, with Game of Thrones and the characters, what do I think is going to happen? Now, this is kind of a good time for me to do it. I got, I'm now I got to go drive to the bank. Uh, this is a good time for me to do it. Yeah, screw you too. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a good time for me to have this conversation because, you know, I can tell you now, and then Monday when I record, I can be like, hey, I was wrong. So, who do you think is going to live? Who do I think is going to die? What do we think? I'll tell you what I think. (laughs) I hate that fucking trope, by the way. Shitty trope. I'm sorry. Jon Snow, alive or dead? Hmm, alive, plot armor. Daenerys, uh, I think she's gonna lie. I'll be alive. Uh, if she dies, I'll be really fucking surprised. Her dragons, uh, I can see her dragons dying. I think they're gonna die, because uh, otherwise, I think she would just burn Cersei literally right in her face, kill her, and just take the throne. Um, Arya, I think she lives. Uh, Sansa, can go either way. You know, can go either way. Uh, the hand, he's got to live. If he, if he dies, that means no Cleegan Bowl. That means a lot of pissed off people who have been waiting for the moment for them to, to duel once again. So they got to do it. He's got to be alive. Um, Tormund, Giant Spain, he's dead. I, he's got to die, man. He's gonna. It's gonna be awful. Brienne, I think she's dead too. I, I love her character. I think she's come a long way. I think she's gonna be dead. If she's if she doesn't die, I think Jamie Lannister is going to sacrifice himself to save her. So I think he's going to die. It's either one or the other, man. It's either Torben's dying no matter what. <laughs> like let's be honest, he's dead no matter what. It's either it's either Jamie or and or Brienne. It's one or the other. It's not both. Either way. And if it is, I'll be very surprised if it is. Uh, then we got um, Podrick. He's dead. Uh, who is, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but it's a dude that Arya just, like, slept with, uh, and I know you know his name, but I forgot, uh, because of, I don't know, but it's a Baratheon, he's gonna live. I think he might end up being the king somehow, I don't know, uh, because I know Jon Snow doesn't want to be the king, I think Jon Snow might kill Daenerys, I don't know, uh, I think we're a bit away from that. Uh, Cersei's gonna be fine, for now. Uh, Bran. I think Bran's gonna be fine. I think he's gonna be the one that takes out the Night King. Tyrion, I think he's gonna live. He always finds a way. And you know what really also kind of set me off too is that, like, Tyrion thought it was gonna be certain doom. Until he had a conversation with Bran. And Bran's like, nah, we'll be fine. Maybe. We don't know. We never got to see that part. So Bran must have told Tyrion something like, hey, we're gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. And then the next part, like, Tyrion is drinking, goes, hey, how about this? What if what happens if we're all going to be fine? Who says that? I mean, he was drunk, probably, yeah. But it's like, maybe Bran told him to do certain things to make sure the outcome still remains the same. Because remember, we're messing with some time travel shit here. We're messing around with a little bit of that. Now, who else is in the room? Uh, Onion Knight, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, I think he's going to be dead. Daenerys' right-hand man. I think he's going to be dead, too. I forgot his name. He's going to be the new uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, but I think he's going to die. die. Uh, the dude... The dude who has the eye patch. He's... First of all, I need... I forget his name. But, dude, that fucking guy. 
has the best voice. He is the, the best speaking voice in that whole fucking show. Like that man, I can listen to that man read the encyclopedia. His voice is so fucking good. Like, it's, I wish I had that kind of a golden voice. I don't know. It's got like strength to it. And I hope he, I hope he lives, but he's clearly going to die. He's going to die. Um, who else? Who else do we really have left that's in there? I think, like, you're going to see a lot of the other side characters, like the C&D type characters die. Uh, Sam is probably going to live because he's been living this whole time. Uh, his girlfriend, she's going to live even though she's in the crypts, um, which is kind of bad. I mean, they've seen the Night King and his army. Maybe don't put them in the crypts. That's probably a bad idea. Um, but they're going to do that, you know, see an, an undead Ned Stark come out. That's going to be fucked up. Maybe undead, uh, other people that'd be fucked, fucked up. Um, who else? I can't believe I forgot Sam. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's most of the characters, if not all of them. And what do I think is going to happen? Well, he says it's the longest battle in movie and TV history. So this is going to be something I really look forward to. This is something that I am very much looking forward to. I really can't wait to see this. I cannot wait to see this. I have high expectations, as I always should. Uh, there's only six episodes. This will be the third out of the six, so we got three more. Uh, so this is going to be the big battle episode. They're probably going to have two episodes of like more development. Some more characters are probably going to die, so I don't think a lot of them are going to die there. I think a lot of the, like I said, a lot of the C and D characters, tier characters, they're probably going to die first, and then we're starting, we'll start cutting that, uh, that bit up some more. You know, I would love to see Jamie fucking kill Cersei, and then be the Queen Slayer, the King and Queen Slayer. I would fucking love that. I would love that. I think it'd be really cool. You know, it'd, it'd be a really big turnout from his character from being. Someone who fucking loved his own sister to absolutely hating her. I think that would be a good turn for Jamie's character. Because he's already come a very far away. He's come a very long way. His character development reminds me of another character from another TV show uh, called Downton Abbey. Where you had Mr. Tom Barrow. Thomas Barrow. Uh, fucking hated that guy in the beginning of the series. He had a look to him, though. You know, like, you hated to look at this guy. But there was something there. There was something inside of him that you kind of hoped for you kind of hoped that he would turn a new leaf and he doesn't until like later on in the series and he becomes like when he he's he's giving a responsibility like that's really big and he accepts it and it's it's and he, he does it with good intentions he does it because he wants to do it and because he's changed he's gone over to a new leaf and i respect that and i it's it's a heartfelt moment that was that's in the series finale of, of Downton Abbey, and that was a heartfelt moment, and I loved it. I thought it was really awesome, um, because we sometimes people are unpredictable. Some people can start out to be really good or really bad, and eventually turn them over. Um, listen, th- that's the thing that happens. People aren't so predictable all the time. Always, uh, yes, you do have your hands of p- and feet of people, hands of feet. You do have your hand of people who will be predictable and do the same thing over and over again, or, um, you know, they, they wake up, go to work, do whatever, go home. You know, 
And it's just that, day in, day out. There's no adventure. There's no side project. There's nothing going on. It's just the same shit. And, yeah, that's a little sad. But if and but if you like that life, live it by all means. Live it to its fullest. That, that's your thing. Um, I, I try to do so much with my life because I feel like I'm never doing enough. But that's just me. Um, but, yeah, it, that's what happens, though. People build different outlooks and become a certain way. And, you know... Sometimes people can remember, like, realize, like, hey, I'm kind of being an asshole, you know. Maybe this isn't the best thing for me. Maybe being an asshole never works out. You know, maybe being the jerk who comes out of nowhere and, like, belittles people is not the type of person I want to be. And I think coming to the realization that you are that person is a very hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing to stand back and realize, like, hey, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm not being the right person. It's a constant war like about, against yourself. There's a lot of people out there who are assholes. But instead of being like, hey, is it me? What do they do instead? They blame someone else. You know, that's not the right thing to do. You, you shouldn't, you know, you're, you can't just blame everyone else for your problems. Eventually, you have to deal with them. Some people can, I don't want to deal with your problems. I got my own problems, you know? Maybe I can help you out one time, but, like, you know, sometimes I can't. And that's just what it is. Um, you know, you kind of hope for the best for some people, and you kind of hope that some people get themselves out of the holes they dug themselves in. You know, it's a hard thing to do. It's very hard. Um, but that's that's what... Seeing the tables turn, you know, seeing people dig themselves out of the hole, it was what makes a great character... You know, seeing people realize their misdeeds and try to turn around, do whatever it is they can to, you know, do the right thing. That that makes a good character. And I, I don't think we really give enough credit to George R. R. Martin for writing that kind of a character. And uh, I don't think... Uh, I think we take it for granted sometimes that we have characters like that. Like, you have... You have uh, Jon Snow is pretty much, like, a typical character. His, his growth doesn't really his growth it doesn't come from like realizing he's a bad person because he's not he's not a bad person his growth comes from other means from being forced into certain situations and having to take up the mantle of responsibility uh, which is going to include the, the role of the king you know he's he's the lord of the north you know He's in leadership positions. He doesn't want to be in leadership positions, and I don't blame him. I, when I was young, I was in a lot of leadership positions that I did not, I did not want to be in, but I was put into them, and I did it because other people believed in me. And so, when it comes to a character like Jon Snow, I totally understand where he's coming from. I totally believe in what he believes. Uh, I, I can very much put myself beside him, beside him, and go, you know what, man? Like, I get it. I get it. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do certain things, but sometimes you have to because you're just the right person at the right time. Um, and th- that's what I think is important to character growth because he, he grew in a different way than Jamie did. A lot of other characters didn't. The Hound didn't really grow. He's just kind of there. He's just like, hey, fuck it. I don't fucking like where I am, but I'm here. You know, I guess I got to fucking deal with it one way or another. And he, he's just there. 
Daenerys has become some sort of um, spoiled rotten bitch. You know, and I'm not saying that deli- like derogatory, but like she's become spoiled rotten. She's so used to being told yes by everyone and being worshipped by everyone that now she's met in the face by someone who sees her as her equal. And, you know, that's probably not an easy thing for her to deal with. Be Tell, yes, spoiled child, tell them no. And then watch what happens. Because that's how Daenerys is acting. You tell her, people are telling her no, or I'm not bending, or, okay, like, and also, not for nothing, but there's a bigger problem right now, and you're so fucking busy being like, I want to make sure I'm going to be leader. No one gives a fuck. Everyone's worried about living. You need to put your head in the right game. Because that's how you die when you don't. And everyone else realizes that except for her. Because she's had it pretty easy. You know, always had someone else dealing with her problems. That's what makes me think I, I don't think she's going to live. You know, she's not going to see the end. Because she doesn't have what it takes. You know, yeah, in the beginning you kind of felt bad for her. Because she's been through a lot of stuff. But then it just came so easily. Like the snap of a finger. It just came so easily. Um... That's all I got for you guys right now. Uh, I ain't got to take off. I got to go to the bank. But thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, I'm thinking about getting a new microphone for my phone. Let me know what you think. I'm looking for uh, some recommendations. Nothing too expensive. I don't want something crazy. Give me something light. All right, we'll see you guys later. Have a good day.